The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. When I say the word Armageddon, what do you think of? Does it make you anxious or maybe you don't even want to think about it? Or maybe it's even a word that you know little about. Well, by the end of today's program, you will know what it is about and you will know how this future event is not going to just impact someplace far, far away, but right where you are. Let us be certain of one thing. What is going to happen before and after Armageddon will affect you personally. The world has a destiny with Armageddon. God has predicted in his Holy Bible that a time is coming when all the forces that exist, both physical and spiritual, will come together in the greatest battle the world has ever known. This battle will lead to Jesus Christ being victorious over Satan the devil and all that is evil. The kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Jesus Christ will then begin the process of building a new world. Not in heaven, as many think, but right here on the earth. Where will you be when that great day comes? Well, I'm here to let you know that you can survive Armageddon. Do you want to know more? Well, then stay tuned. Thank you for joining us again on Tomorrow's World. We want to bring to you the good news of God's plan for his new world government. It's coming soon and you can have a part in it. The word Armageddon has been used by many people to describe the worst possible scenario for our planet. General Douglas MacArthur back in the time of World War II. In fact, it was right at the very end of the, of the battles that had taken place in the Pacific he, he met with the Japanese who were about to sign the uh, surrender agreement on the battleship USS Missouri. And this is what he said to those who were assembled on that very august day. He said, we have had our last chance. If we will not devise some greater and more equitable system, our Armageddon will be at our door. The problem basically is theological and involves a spiritual recrudescence and improvement of human character. It must be of the spirit if we are to save the flesh. Famous author Leon Uris uh, wrote a novel and he entitled it Armageddon. It was a book based on a story of post-war Germany and the Cold War. And then, of course, Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck uh, starred in a 1998 movie about a space mission to deflect a giant asteroid to stop it from slamming into planet Earth. Singular events of terrible catastrophe will often evoke the use of the word. And just recently, we had some very, very disastrous bushfires in Australia. And as an Australian, and uh, one who formerly lived in Melbourne, I was really touched by the events of uh, just a few months back where in Kinglake, uh, just north of Melbourne, Councillor Peter Beals described what happened. And this is what he said. He said, 
It was Armageddon. There was no warning. All of a sudden, bang, a big roar, and the fire was everywhere. People just never had a chance. So where does the word Armageddon come from? You know, it's only used once in the book of Revelation. In the whole Bible, that's the only place it appears. So let's turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 16, verses 14 and 16. It says, For they are spirits of demons, performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Verse 16. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Did you notice the battle itself is not called Armageddon? It's actually called the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Ha-Megiddo, or the hill of Megiddo, as it means in the Hebrew, is the origin of the name. In fact, archaeologists have unearthed millennia of history. It was known as the Via Maris. It was a strategic highway uh, that led between Egypt and the cities that are to be found in the Middle East and also right as far as the Euphrates River. It was the place where the 15th century BC Egyptian pharaoh, Tutmos III, uh, did battle against the Assyrians. And two and a half thousand years later, the British general, General Allenby, gathered his forces to do battle with the Ottoman Empire. So this is an important place that will figure once again as a place where armies gather before going to battle. It is this place where two great armies, one from the north of the Holy Land and one from the east, made up of 200 million soldiers, will come to Megiddo to fight against each other in the Valley of Jezreel. Instead, just as they're about to do battle, they will unite to fight a common enemy. Who will that enemy be? Well, believe it or not, it's actually going to be the returning Jesus Christ coming to overthrow Satan and all evil. These armies will be deceived into thinking that Jesus Christ is an alien from outer space. To help you know more about Armageddon and the great day of battle that accompanies it, we want to send you our free publication, Armageddon and Beyond. This informative booklet will reveal all that precedes and comes after this vital future world event. Phone the number that we will give you or go to tomorrowsworld.org to request your free copy of Armageddon and Beyond. On today's program, we're going to discover the why, the when and the where of Armageddon and why it will take place. So far, we have seen what Armageddon is. Do you remember we've mentioned that it was an ancient hill overlooking the place where armies have battled throughout history? But let us take some time to consider why there is going to be an Armageddon. Remember, as General MacArthur said, it must be of the spirit if we are to save the flesh. The battle of the great day of God is as much a spiritual battle as it will be a physical one. I'd like you to think for a moment about an important principle. We call it cause and effect. In our, in what it means is that nothing happens without a cause. And because we as people make choices and decisions in life, what choice we make now is going to affect what happens to our life in the future.
Well, believe it or not, Adam and Eve chose for us when they made the decision to eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Very few realize that Adam and Eve's decision to listen to the serpent still affects each one of us. We're going to look at Genesis chapter 3 and verse 22. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. Mankind has been making his choices ever since. Some of the choices have been good choices and good decisions. There are some wonderful things that we can see in our society. Tremendous buildings and bridges and wonderful things that mankind has been able to build and do. But you know the major problem? Mankind doesn't know how to bring peace. And we've had years and years of struggle and fighting and war and conflict. Mankind will exterminate himself if God does not step in. Why? Matthew chapter 24, verse 21. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. On tomorrow's world, we want to bring you good news. We can assure you that this world will not be obliterated by asteroids slamming into the earth or nuclear annihilation. This world is going to experience a time of unprecedented peace and prosperity after the return of Jesus Christ. Now, God is calling a small cadre of faithful servants to join him in bringing this about. So you can learn more about God's plan, we have this booklet for you to read. We will send it to you free of charge, so that you can know how to survive Armageddon. This booklet is Armageddon and Beyond. Simply phone the number that we will give you, or go to our website, www.tomorrowsworld.org, to order your copy. Or you can also read it online, if you so prefer. With your booklet, you will also be sent a copy of our bi-monthly magazine, Tomorrow's World. Nearly half a million readers receive this interesting publication where they are informed about the reasons why the world is as it is. Be sure to call now. You'll be glad that you did. Or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of the program, we learned what Armageddon is.
It is the gathering place for the climactic battle of the great day of God Almighty. It's not the battle itself, but the place where two opposing armies gather, but then turn on Jesus Christ and his spiritual army. We also learned why there will be an Armageddon. It's because mankind wants to live his own way, even if it means at the risk of total world destruction. Has there been any weapon invented that has not been unleashed? Of course not. Without God's intervention, humanity will disappear from the face of the earth. But I hear you say, the goodness of human nature will work out our problems. No, no, no. Do you remember what I read earlier in Matthew chapter 24 and in verse 22? Let me read it to you again. Unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. Mankind cannot save you and me. Only God can save mankind from his own destruction. So let us now cover the important question, how will Armageddon come about? This event is just one part of a sequence of events given to us in the book of Revelation that start with increasing world troubles and end with the whole planet being brought to a standstill as God punishes us for our sins. Notice we have a chart here which tells us about this period of time. Notice the first six seals as they are opened by the Lamb, that is, Jesus Christ. In Revelation 6 verse 1, we read, Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. What follows are these. Six seals the first of which are known as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They are a spiritually deceitful white horse of religious deception, then a blood-red horse of war, followed by a deadly black horse of famine, and then a sickly pale horse, picturing pestilence or plague. What follows these sad animals and their riders? Well, it's a time of great tribulation. That's the fifth seal. Or dire calamities for primarily the people of the United States, Great Britain, and their descendants in Canada, New Zealand, South Africa, and Australia. Other countries in Northwestern Europe will also suffer along with them. This time of terror and suffering is known as Jacob's trouble. And in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 30, and in verse 7, we read the following. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it, and it is the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Now, Jacob is the other name for Israel. And as we teach here on tomorrow's world program, the fact that the peoples of modern-day America and Britain and English-speaking peoples and parts of Northwestern Europe, these people are descended from the ancient tribes of Israel. That's right, God will not totally destroy these people, but will save a remnant. That's just a small number. Do you want to escape these terrible times that are coming upon us? Well, then now is your time to act. Phone the number on the screen right now for your copy of... Armageddon and beyond. This free booklet has been written specifically for you to know what lies ahead for a world that does not know what is coming upon it.
Let us return to our chart and see what comes next in this prophetic order that leads up to Armageddon. The sixth seal is heavenly signs. What does that mean? Well, let us see what Christ tells us. Joel chapter 2 verses 31 and 32 explain what will happen next. It says, The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of that great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the key to it is us calling on the name of the Lord. Not right at the last minute, but calling on the name of the Lord throughout our life once we have responded to God's truth. Do you want to be saved from what lies ahead? We need to know that we cannot be saved unless we are prepared to obey God and bring our lives into harmony with his purpose now. What about the seventh seal? Notice the seventh seal in Revelation is revealed at the end of chapter 6 and in verse 17. It says, For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? The answer is, unless a person has divine protection, he or she will not stand. The eighth chapter reveals seven trumpeters announcing God's correction on all who refuse to obey him. Notice seven trumpets this time. This is the day of the Lord where one, one third of green grass and trees are burned. The second trumpet, one third of the sea becomes blood. The third trumpeter announces one third of the waters turn bitter and fourth, one third of the sun, moon and stars do not shine. And then comes the outpouring of military powers and finally a 200 million strong army from the east gathers to do battle. We should now consider the seventh and the last trumpet. This is the end of this wicked and evil world. As Jesus Christ descends to earth, something dramatic occurs. We need to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. For the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Do you want to know what comes next? Well, then let us read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is exciting in some ways, if you think about it, because these events are coming soon. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Who are the we of this verse when it says, we shall be changed? You know, it will be a very few who have committed themselves to God in this age of wickedness. It could be you if you respond to this warning message that you are hearing right now. Call the phone number that we will give you or go to tomorrowsworld.org to request your free copy of Armageddon and Beyond. The trumpet blast of the last angel heralds the return of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of the saints. What comes next? Well, this is the official end of Satan's rule over the governments and the nations of this world. In Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15, we read the following. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, 
the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. You'll be surprised to hear that the world has a bright and positive future when Jesus Christ of Nazareth returns as King of kings and Lord of lords to bring peace and happiness. He will allow the deserts to blossom like a rose. He will stop all wars and famines. It will be a new world. You'll read about this new world when we give you information on how you can receive your own copy of the booklet Armageddon and Beyond. You can request your copy by simply phoning now for it. We will give you the details, so if you need to get a pen to write down the number, go and get one now. Or you may contact us at tomorrowsworld.org, where you can request a copy or read the booklet online. There will be no follow-up, and we will not give your address to a third party. Or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Previously, we've shown you what and where Armageddon is. It's the mount near Haifa in present-day Israel where two great armies, one from the Western Hemisphere, will gather to do battle with the other made up of 200 million soldiers from the Far East. But an amazing turn in events, namely Jesus Christ returning to earth, will cause these armies who were about to fight each other to unite and turn on the one whom they will consider their joint enemy. We also know when these events will occur just before the very end of the present age. Preceding this event, Jesus Christ will cause seven angels to pour out seven bowls of wrath on a sinful world. Revelation chapter 16 is a chapter all about these events. Revelation chapter 16 verse 2. A foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast. And now in verse 3, the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea and it became as blood. These are followed by another three angels bringing destruction on the earth and its inhabitants. Verse 12 then says, then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates and its water dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. This 200 million strong army comes to Hamagiddo or the hill of Megiddo. The last angel pours out its bowl and the greatest earthquake the world has ever experienced occurs. It changes the very face of the earth. Let us read, it says, Then every island fled away and the mountains were not found. What an incredible event! 
And it's coming soon, but you can be prepared. God has promised protection for his true people during this horrific time of the punishment on a world that will refuse to repent. In Bible symbolism, a woman represents a church. And in chapter 12 of Revelation, we are told about God saving a woman or his church. Revelation chapter 12, in verse 14, it says, But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness to her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. So during the three and a half years of the tribulation and the day of the Lord, God's people will be spared the horrors of that time. Yes, you can survive Armageddon. Here now is what you can do to be amongst those whom God saves from the horrible future that will come upon this world. We need to turn to Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Notice it says, Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Will you be amongst those who persevere in keeping God's commands? Are you prepared to submit your life to his will and not your own? If so, pray and ask God that he will help you to repent and change your life. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. Will your family and loved ones be with you? You know that God promises that his caring arms will surround his beloved people as he carries them to a place which is unknown to anyone at this time. I do not know where it will be, and you cannot book a ticket in advance. <laughs> well, because no one knows when, where this will be and when this will occur. God promises you that if you turn your life over to him in complete surrender, he has a glorious future in store for you. In Daniel chapter 7, we have a wonderful scripture that talks about the future of God's people in his kingdom. Daniel chapter 7 and in verse 27, it says, Then the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. You know, God is recruiting now for specialists in his government, in his kingdom. He's not necessarily looking for a university degree or maybe trade qualifications. You know what he's looking for? He's looking for something very important. He's looking for humility and obedience. He's looking for people who have repented of their sins and have proven to him that they will not buckle under pressure. They will trust in him and not themselves. All applicants should apply now. So write for your copy of Armageddon and Beyond to learn how you can survive Armageddon. And be sure to tune in next week at the same time to watch Roderick Meredith and his team as we tell you about the good news of tomorrow's world. You'll be glad that you did. Or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.